Welcome to the podcast! Yeah, it's Beck and Jazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. All right, what have we learned in the last seven days? Well, I've learned about the New Jersey's Action Park. So over in America, there's an action park. It's closed down now, thank- okay. thankfully. Oh, thankfully. Why? Oh, okay. So it was one of its first. It was one of the first of its kinds when it comes to like a water park. Okay? okay. This is dating back to the 1980s and even into the 1990s, closing down at 1996. Okay, about 30 odd years ago. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people in America have very fond memories. And then a lot of people have very bad memories of this park, and here's why. Uh, Gene, the guy that purchased the two ski resorts, which the theme park was on. Okay, so they were ski resorts. They were ski resorts, but he wanted to make some money during the summer months, and he's like, how can I do this, okay? Now, keep in mind, he got done for a bit of fraud when it comes to Wall Street and got kicked out. (laughs) Why am I keeping this in mind? (laughs) So it'll just help you out, okay? Okay, all right. So with that in mind, he purchased these two ski resorts. He wanted to make some extra money uh, in the summer months. Didn't have any credentials when it comes to expertise in creating anything other than stocks, I guess. So, so he built a theme park himself, him and physically, his, him and his friends. Just randomly, if they could think it on paper, they would then go out and make it. Okay, that doesn't sound safe. It wasn't safe at all. There are so many lawsuits. They got sued so many times. They had fake insurance. They had fake. Everything, okay? Nothing was by the books when it comes to this theme park. But people from all around America loved it because there was this, uh, I guess, this idea that, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You could get hurt, which people were actually attracted to. It's the element of fear. So what kind of things were there? Okay, there's quite a few. Also keep in mind, uh, to keep the cost down, he only hired teenagers or people under the age so they weren't legally meant to be working. <laughs> so there were no adults running this park. Just to keep the cost down. What? Just to keep the cost down okay. again. Some of <laughs> some of the rides include the mini tank ride, okay? This one was basically you could jump into this, I guess, concrete area and this little wee mini tank and drive around. I, I like to think of it as like a little bumper car. Okay, that that sounds okay. But that's boring. So what they did was they got a cannonball that shoots tennis balls at the tanks as you drive them around. And that was fun for a day or two. And then they were like, uh, a bit boring. So then what they do, <laughs> they would soak the tennis balls in fuel. No. Light them and then shoot them at you. And you had to try and dodge them before catching fire. How is this I, legal? I, I, like this, even but, wasn't that long ago. I know. It's absolutely incredible. This is just one of, I'm talking about hundreds of rides, okay? And a lot of rides only lasted a year, and then they had so many issues with it, they had to close it down. Another one, and a lot of people have fond memories and a lot of bad memories with this ride. It's called the Cannonball Loop. So it's a slide that comes shooting down the hill, an enclosed slide, does a full loop, and then shoot you out the other side. Are you in anything? No, absolutely oh. nothing. So you just go down. <laughs> so you're just supposed to use inertia to get yourself you over. Go all the way around. Now, <laughs> you might be thinking, okay, so if they're just making these on the fly, how do they test them? He would invite locals to come over, teenagers, and he would pay them $100 every time they went down the ride to test whether it actually worked. 
So the first two people went down, they came down, and their whole mouth was just covered in blood. Then a few more came down, and they were like, they had massive uh, gashes taken out of them. Oh. And so for the first couple of days, just everyone was getting injured, and they thought, okay, what's going on? We thought we made this perfect. They rip off the top of the slide, so the top of the loop. Yeah. And it was, they had human teeth <gasps> stuck into the actual slide. Ooh. People were losing their teeth as they went around. Like, it was bad. That is brutal. So, there's actually a documentary around this. It's called the Class Action Park, which reveals a lot of details. But this just absolutely blew my mind that dating back just to the 90s. Yeah, how was, that, how was it open in the 90s? This was happening. Uh, like I said, the park closed down in 1996. It was repurchased and opened in 1998 with a lot of the rides just literally getting ripped off site and destroyed for good reason. Yeah, yep. Fair enough. The sad news is six people did die at the park. That's terrible. Yeah, it's it's so, so bad. But... With that in mind, I want to know, have you tried to make a little park at your house? Oh. Did you do a little slide, a little ride? What happened? Was it amazing? Was it the worst thing you ever did? <laughs> Let us know. You can call 9313-0985. Debbie has texted in, my dad made a smaller version of a Land Rover using a lawnmower engine. What? That is so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> Wazza's giving us a call. How you doing, Wazza? Yeah, how you going, huh? Family. Yeah, we're good now, was it? What what did you make? Well, it's actually quite common in this, for instance, not that unusual, but you get old conveyor belt and you attach some rope to it and you put it behind your four wheel drive and you just take it around the beaches, you swing it out into the water. And if you just want to go straight, you just floor it, you know, hundred Ks an hour, no problem. You get the kids back for they got their they got their little swimming goggles on, you know, to protect the rocks from the sand. Oh, safe as. You know, I, I like to fish tail it a bit, try and knock them off, make them roll. What's that? Uh, kids used to love it. They love it. They love it. <laughs> and the other, the other thing I, the other thing I picked up from Esperance from years ago. I don't know how many people do it now, but it's all time best as fun. Fireball soccer. Oh, no, yes. body, no, no, no. There are kids listening. We are not talking about anything involving fire, please. We don't condone any of that, but it is pretty cool. Not just I won't go into full details, but you get some rags. You soak it in. <laughs> you're was that? Was that? Was that? Was that? Was that? Don't describe it. I don't want people getting any ideas, okay? <laughs> okay no worries. Okay, no worries. But, but it's great for Bucks parties 21st, and uh, it's What's good that? for doing with you. Well, when you graduate kindy or primary school, you know, you birthday party, have a celebration. Okay, was I'm turning your microphone off. Hey, weddings, want to add that to the list? No, do not play with fire. Do not drag your kids behind your car at 100 kilometres an hour. I do not condone this. How crazy would that be, though, getting towed behind a four-wheel drive and you can go on sand, slide out onto the ocean? Obviously not going 100 k's an hour. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> but let, go at a slower speed and just, you know, go out to the ocean. I don't think you're again. allowed to do that. I, find, no? I think it may be illegal. Really? Yes. Oh, not an Esperance. <laughs> From amusement, par- amusement parks to... Well, today I learned that there is an unexplained global effect, all right? It is Ooh. called the hum. 
Now, it is only heard by 2 to 4% of the world's population. Right. Yeah, so it's a pheno- phenomenon that was first recorded in the early 1970s. Now, okay. there are a few possible causes. Some people are saying it could be environmental, uh, could be neurological reason- reasons, could be tinnitus. Some people even blame it on fish. I don't know if that's eating fish fish or actual fish. I can hear the fish breathe. (laughs) Now, these hums, they've been reported all over the world. So, the US, the UK, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Now, they're sometimes named according to the locality of where they're hearing the hum. Like like the Auckland hum? Auckland hum. Is actually one There is an Auckland hum. So, this guy (laughs) in 2006, you might know him, Tom Moore. Oh, yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom uh, Moore, yeah, yeah, from Auckland. Went to high school together. So he made several recordings that appeared to be the Auckland hum, and his previous research using uh, simulated sounds had indicated the hum was around 56 hertz. I'm so, not great with hertz, which should be because we work in an so, audio medium. Wait, wait, so only 2 to 4% can hear the hum. Yes. Is, is the hum, like, is it just a sound and only... Two to four percent can hear it, or is it always going on? Okay, like, so this is the thing: it is not a single phenomenon. So there is speculation that it's either just always happening. This hum is just generally right, okay. in the air, and only two to four percent of people can hear it. Now, there was a study of fifty cases of people complaining of a low throbbing background noise that others weren't able to hear. Right. Okay. So. It, by the sounds of it, it sounds like it's always going on, but only 2 to 4% can actually ever hear it. I think so. Now, some people found it could only be heard during cool weather with a light breeze and often oh. early in the morning. Now, the noises were often confined. <laughs> this is into the Loch, Loch Ness monster. Of noises. Yeah. Well, sort of, because there is scepticism as to whether the hum exists as a physical sound. <laughs> like, some people think it was like it was based on a phys- the physical world, one third of the time. So something that was around people hearing this hum was actually like something physically making the hum. Right, okay. Not so there actually being um, just an earth hum noise that 2 to 4% of people can hear. It's Janice mowing the lawns or... Oh, yeah, because they say some people like focusing too keenly on background noise and think they can hear the hum. Right. But there is, yeah, people are saying there is a global effect called the hum that is always going on and it is heard by 2 to 4% of the population. Okay, well, we've got thousands of people listening right now, driving home, doing the dishes... Can you hear the hum? Mm-hmm. Are you 2 to 4% of the population who can hear the hum? Yeah. I mean, like I say, thousands of people listening. Someone has to call. Yeah, there's got to be at least one person who's listening right now that can hear this hum. See, I hear a ringing noise, but I'm pretty sure it's tinnitus from all oh. the music concerts that I went to. <laughs> I don't think I'm hearing the hum. No, go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and we've found our 2%. Her name is Tanya. I can absolutely hear the hum, she says. Every night is silent. Every night when the night is silent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Every night when the night is silent, (laughs) it drives me nuts. I drive my husband nuts when I complain as it keeps me awake. We have looked for a source, not found one yet. You may have just proved I'm not nuts. (laughs) Hee hee. Thanks, Tanya. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, see, we found it. I told you. There'd be someone out there who can hear the hum. It is real, Jazeel. <laughs> what a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energised. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.